You're listening to the Quince podcast. कोरोना के खिलाफ देश आज फिर एक बहुत बड़ी लड़ाई लड़ रहा है As India recorded yet another biggest daily spike of 2.95 lakh new cases and 2093 deaths in a single day over 20th April Prime Minister Narendra Modi held a virtual address taking stock of the crisis that has come with the second wave of coronavirus In his speech PM Modi spoke of measures to assure availability of oxygen to meet the increasing demands in hospitals and he also talked about the phase 3 of a vaccination strategy which will not only open up vaccines to all citizens above 18 years of age from 1st May but also have vaccines available in the open market as well. While he advised people to exercise caution and adhere to pandemic protocols to avoid lockdowns, he also urged states to consider lockdowns as only the last resort. But at a time when the second wave appears to be tearing apart our health infrastructure with us witnessing desperate pleas pouring in daily from thousands of citizens and even exhausted hospital staff on social media platforms asking for help for procurement of healthcare essentials for critical patients there's a lot to address such as what led to such a crippling crisis even after a year of the public healthcare system fighting coronavirus With less than 10% of the population vaccinated are we on the right track with a vaccination process and finally with most of the states imposing some amount of restrictions on movement will migrant workers be impacted yet again In this podcast I'll be shortly joined by my guest today Anjala Taneja inequality campaign lead at Oxfam India You're tuned in to the big story The podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and I'm your host Shorbury. In the address to the nation on the evening of 20th April PM Modi said that the second wave of the coronavirus has hit India like a storm and indeed it has be it the lack of timely management or poor policies or institutional leadership the country has fallen face first into the second surge of coronavirus recently on 19th April the Delhi High Court pulled up the state and the center as well over the poor management of the migrant crisis as Delhi imposed a week long curfew starting from the night of 19th April to 26th April even though PM Modi asked states to reconsider lockdowns till the very end several states have been forced to impose certain restrictions to curb what seems to be an uncontrollable daily spike in cases as hospital beds are falling short such as what's happening in delhi puducherry will also go into a complete lockdown over the weekend maharashtra is also carrying on with weekend lockdowns bengaluru has put caps on public gatherings rajasthan has imposed restrictions on movement until 3rd may for 2 weeks but it has allowed for laborers and industries and also construction sites to continue working Tamil Nadu is also trying to do something similar along with Sunday lockdowns and so is the case with several other states. And in the middle of all this we're already seeing another migrant exodus in Delhi where hundreds of migrants gathered once again and it's the same story like last year. According to reports some laborers have spent all their savings, some have been told by the employers that they will not be receiving any money during the curfew week, some are being hounded by landlords to pay rent despite having no earning. 
Quint Hindi correspondent Abhay Kumar Singh spoke to migrant laborers who had gathered at Delhi's Anand Vihar Basarda to understand why is it that they felt the desperate need to flee back home in a week-long lockdown. And while some said that it's because there'll be no earning during the week, others feared being trapped in the city without earnings in case the lockdown gets extended. A lot of the migrant workers we spoke to had also walked long distances to go back home in last year's lockdown, and yet again this year, without any bus tickets, they're ready to walk back home. Listen in. Now, seeing the migrant exodus, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal on 20th April proposed financial assistance of Rs 5,000 to each of the registered construction workers to help them stay in Delhi through the lockdown period. But what is going to be the overall fallout of these restrictions in states on migrant workers? Were lessons learned from the last lockdown? Were adequate measures taken this time to safeguard migrant workers? Ms. Anjala Taneja Vezin. So the question, is it a badly thought decision to impose the lockdown? Yes and no. Uh, at some point, some decisions do need to be taken, howsoever. What uh, uh, one would have wished for is a bouquet of options and a bouquet of solutions which have, would have addressed the spread of the pandemic at the initial stages itself. However, uh, uh, under the circumstances, given those preemptive measures had not been taken and uh, the, uh, the necessary precautions, necessary preventive measures were not taken, one understands why the decision to impose a lockdown was taken. At the same time, one also understands the uh, the sentiments of uh, the migrant workers who have already felt the consequences of a lo- lockdown in the past. Therefore, their decision to return is also understood. Has uh, adequate pre- uh, have adequate steps been taken to deal with the issues and concerns of migrants? Probably not. Uh, have but at the same time have enough steps been taken uh, to prevent the spread of the disease and create the public health emergency that we're also seeing in Delhi probably again not enough has been done. In this moment of dire crisis PM Modi also tried to remind citizens how the situation in this wave is so much more different than the last and that India's medical infrastructure is better equipped to handle this crisis. Let's listen to a snippet from his speech. Sadhyo, 
पिछली बार जो परिस्थितियां थी वो अभी से काफी भिन्न थी तब हमारे पास इस वैश्विक महामारी से लड़ने के लिए Friends, the situation last year was very different from this time. Then we didn't even have the adequate medical infrastructure to face coronavirus. The country was in a very different state altogether. There were no testing labs, no PPE production. We had no knowledge on how to treat this virus. But in a very short period, we rectified those shortcomings. Our doctors have acquired a great amount of expertise around treating coronavirus, and now they are out saving more lives than ever. हमने इन चीजों में सुधार किया आज हमारे डॉक्टरों ने कोरोना के इलाज की बहुत ही अच्छी एक्सपर्टीज हासिल कर ली है वो ज्यादा से ज्यादा जीवन बचा रहे हैं That being said the hospital bed and oxygen shortage has been going on for several days in most of the affected cities such as Mumbai Delhi Bangalore and a lot of state government officials are even asking for the center to send help through social media platforms but what led to such a crippling crisis even after a year of the public healthcare system fighting the virus did india fall short of seriously addressing the second wave in its earlier stages complacency is what led to this fresh crisis miss tanija says complacency uh, uh therefore the time that was required to prepare was not used adequately at the same time uh, uh, both at the on the part of the state as well as the citizens so therefore uh, the uh, preventive measures that had to be taken be it uh, masking on the part of ordinary people or the crowd management that was needed in large public gatherings both were were not done and at the same time obviously uh, the fact that we are running short of necessities is not just a function of the fact that distribution mechanisms for uh, uh, for them have, have not been uh, thought through adequately but also fundamentally we also have a shortage so therefore there is a there's a production uh, end issue as well with less than 10% of the population having received one vaccine dose so far as vaccine drives are also getting halted in some states such as maharashtra there's also the problem of vaccine shortage that has come up as we stare at the second wave there are several reasons for that of course an embargo on raw material imposed by the us has affected serum institutes manufacturing plants india has also been exporting more doses than it has been vaccinating indians with according to certain analytical reports but in the past few days a bunch of newer strategies have been laid out to carry on with what had been touted as the world's largest inoculation drive in the third phase of the vaccination drive vaccines will be open to everybody above 18 years of age starting 1st may and pm modi had also reiterated that in his speech vaccines will also be available in the open market and following that announcement on 21st april serum institute announced that covid shield will be available to state governments at rupees 400 a dose and for private hospitals at rupees 600 a dose but it's still unclear as to how much more will private hospitals charge over this predecided cost but is the government on the right track with the vaccine strategy with this plan will it be able to provide immunization to the poorer population of india i asked ms tanija for her views on this what's critical is the question of deregulation 
of prices that has appears to be part of this uh, new proposition from 1st of may uh, the uh, the suppliers end up uh, un releasing at a self declared price we uh, to be fair we don't know what the self declared price is as of now uh, again media reports suggest there's confusion of what it uh, on this issue there but uh, fundamentally if one goes back to uh, the statements that have been made in the past uh for example uh in uh, in uh, earlier in this month uh yeah. other punamwala uh, was talking about yeah. the fact that uh of the lack of raw materials apart from the lack of raw materials he has been saying uh, that it is important to hike the cost the proposition mm -hmm. uh, his earlier statements earlier in the year was that while it might be free to the government and subsidize the market rate would be 1000 rupees per shot and uh, that's despite the when he was asked uh, uh, whether uh, the even the current subsidized rate is uh, is profitable he said yes what he said was he will temporarily uh, ready to to sacrifice quote unquote super profits so therefore propose in the deregulated de framework from 1st of may what we will see is uh, from uh, the two shots together paying uh, a person paying 250 rupees to effectively to 2000 rupees to be fully vaccinated which would be outside the capacity of uh, majority of india to afford so are we going to see are we going to see a good chunk of the population being deprived of shots then we uh, we already are seeing shortages shortages combined with deregulation of prices does sound like a recipe for inflation and uh, and black marketing under the circumstances so yes it would mean literally survival of the richest who are able to afford black market rates unless very clear steps are taken now to ensure at least capping of prices or some mechanism for regulation uh, fundamentally if we are in the middle of a war against the corona we can't just leave uh, the arms manufacturers the vaccine manufacturers to set the prices of the commodities that are needed to save lives the government does need to intervene to cap rates so that majority of india can afford it because we do uh, foresee a disaster in this respect for more updates on the covid situation in the country please check our detailed coverage on the quin website if you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the big story playlist for episodic updates We live on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Geo Seven, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts. 